let's talk a little bit more about um, that story on the front of the Irish Mail on Sunday and that criticism from Dr Tony Holohan. I'm joined on the line by Professor Kingston Mills of the Schools of Biochemistry and Immunology at Trinity College Dublin. Kingston, good morning to you. Good, good morning. Um, let's talk about that tweet from Dr Tony Holohan last night and some of the scenes that we did see in uh, Dublin City Centre. I'm sure you saw some of this commentary online. Um, did it worry you as much as it's worried Dr Tony Holohan? Yeah, I mean, I can understand people are fed up um, with the lockdown, and and you know, it's it's been a long time now, so it's it's understandable that people want to get out and and socialise. So so I, I can understand um, you know where it's coming from. Having said that, uh, I I think you know the numbers of cases uh, that we're seeing every day is still relatively high at four to five hundred, and inevitably when restrictions are eased and people come in contact more, th- those numbers are going to go, go up again. And that's, that's worrying. Um, the good thing is that the number of hospitalizations and, and, and deaths have, have come right down thanks to vaccines in the older population. But of course, we haven't given any vaccines to the to anyone under 40, apart from healthcare workers or people with medical mm. conditions. So that's, that's, that's a problem. And, and transmission is still going to occur in, in it, that age group. Yeah, that, that piece, that headline I read from the Sunday Independent as well, the government being warned, I suppose, about, about the combined risk. So of, of resuming international travel, which we know is going to happen in July, and then indoor hospitality coming in July as well. And then, as you mentioned there, there is going to be an increased socialising of younger people, and they are the ones who aren't vaccinated. Um, the warning here is that this could bring us to a fourth wave. Do you think we've bitten off more than we can chew? Yeah, I mean, again, um, you know, I don't think I, I want to advocate um, that we, we remain in lockdown forever. I think, but but the easing of the of the restrictions has to be gradual. Is it gradual enough? Well, I mean, you know, I, I think the big, you know, getting people back to work is the first priority. Um, international travel would be nice, but I, I think it can only happen when two things uh, are in place. One, that there's a, a green certificate, which I, I see is coming from the EU, where people who are vaccinated and recover from infection are allowed to travel more mm. freely. Um, uh, and, you know, there's, there's testing, you know, t- testing um, re- repeatedly before and afterwards. Uh, that has to continue. And, and you know, the, the rapid antigen testing has to be taken more seriously. You know, we, I was on the, the group that recommended this to the minister, and it's been slow, I have to say, to get traction um, w- within the HSE and, and the Department of Health. And I think it has to be taken more seriously, the idea of, of rapid antigen testing as a, as a, as a means of, mm. of testing people prior to going to events and work. Um, some details, Kingston, in the papers today about the so-called Indian variant. Let's just talk about that for a moment because people are obviously concerned about it. Um, the analysis that that I've seen seems to have been compiled back in, uh, I think, May 13th. And that's giving us, you know, I think there's 97 cases of the B1617.2 and then another 58 of the B1617.1. Um, but do we actually know how much of it is here? You know, we're at the end of the month now. No is the answer. Um, and that's because the regular PCR test that is done can't discriminate between one variant and another. What has to happen is the virus has to be sequenced to see those mutations that occur in the variants to figure out which virus it is. And that can't be done on every sample because it's much more complex than doing a PCR test. PCR is complicated enough, but to do sequencing is, is, is a further step. And a relatively small number of the samples are sequenced. So, you know, when we hear that there are 100 plus cases, that could be a, a, a factor greater because they haven't been sequenced. 
UK, there have been 7,000 confirmed cases mm. of the Indian variant, and they're sequencing a lot more. And of recently, parts of England, 75% of all the viruses are the Indian variant. So what is happening in the UK, it's, it's becoming already the dominant variant, pushing out the Kent variant because it's more transmissible. So it's, 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 it's without a shadow of doubt, it's going to become the dominant uh, virus in the UK within a matter of weeks. And then with open borders with the UK, it's going to be very difficult unless we put in travel restrictions, proper travel restrictions against with the, with the UK, that, that, that it'll inevitably you know, dominate here in Ireland in a few weeks or months time. OK, Professor Kingston Mills of the Schools of Biochemistry and Immunology at Trinity College Dublin. Thank you for being with us on News Talk Breakfast. I do want to talk more about what is happening in the UK, in particular in relation uh, to the so-called Indian variant. I'm joined on the line now by Enda Brady, Sky News correspondent. Enda, good morning to you. Good morning, Susan. Good to speak to you again. Yeah, you too. I have the front page of The Observer here uh, in front of me. The, the PM botches could hit June plan to lift lockdown. It seems, you know, Britain's plans to move to this final phase eventually of unlocking society. It seems to be on quite the knife edge this weekend. What's the latest? Yeah, it, it really is. So what's happened is the Indian variant numbers here have doubled in a week. Uh, this time last week, there were about three and a half thousand cases. There are now 7,000 and rising and it's present in more than 150 council areas. So if you look at a map of Britain, you're looking mostly at the northwest. So you've got towns like Bolton in Greater Manchester, Burnley, Blackburn, uh, Leicester in the East Midlands, Hounslow in West London, and the south of Glasgow has an issue as well in Scotland. It, it's spreading. It is very, very worrying. And I think as much as people here have enjoyed freedom or, or certainly as good as it's been for a very long time in recent weeks coming out of lockdown step by step, June 21st is the next big date in the calendar in terms of Boris Johnson's mm. roadmap out of, of lockdown. And there's serious questions now. A lot of scientists are, are saying that the government needs to stick to what it has been saying about data and not dates. This was Boris Johnson's mantra that he would be governed and he would make his decisions according to data and not dates. Yeah. People are saying now that he really needs to stick to that mantra. And we heard so much about all of that decision-making process in Dominic Cummings' evidence last week. Do you think this is as critical a point for Boris Johnson as the one, say, that he faced in March and September when he had those decisions to make? Well, unfortunately, history tells you that this is a man who dithers. I mean, you know, there's always discussion and he is such a libertarian. He, he doesn't really want to do lockdowns. We know that much. He, he hates it. And we've heard the phrase that Cummings repeated that he had heard Johnson say in a room in Downing Street, let the bodies pile high in the street, no more lockdowns. There's no appetite here for any further lockdowns. I mean, the public are enjoying we're getting a bit of sunshine the next mm. few days. Pubs are open. Hospitality is open. You can have a meal indoors. You can, you know, you can have life. You can have socialising. There's more freedom here than there is in Ireland right now. And people are absolutely loving it. And of course, it's inevitable that the numbers are going to go up week on week because people are getting back together. There's far more mixing going on. But Boris Johnson has a big decision to make. You know, he had been hinting in recent weeks that June 21st face masks will be going completely, all social contact rules will be gone and that COVID would effectively be over. And now he's faced with a situation where really, if he sticks to what he's been saying about data and not dates, he has to postpone some of the restriction lifting because quite frankly, the numbers will keep going mm. up. 
and we can't risk you know, the Indian variant doubling week on week. Yeah, tough decisions um, to be made. And a quick word before you go. Um, he, he was a man under pressure, an awful lot of pressure last week, but it seems he found the time to get married. He's pictured in a lot of the papers, Boris and Carrie Simmons. They got hitched. The people who were only dying to use the Johnson & Johnson headline got to use it. Yeah, they have it now. <laughs> and a Catholic ceremony, very, very brief. Yesterday, Westminster Cathedral was cleared, I'm told, at half past one. You're allowed in to pray. It, it's a tourist location as well. It's very, very popular. It's a four or five minute walk from the Houses of Parliament. At half past one yesterday, visitors and, and, and worshippers were told to uh, get out, that the church was going into lockdown, that the cathedral was shutting, and nobody asked any questions. The premises were apparently vacated very quickly, and half an hour later, in swung a very fine limousine with the bride um, in, in full white dress regalia, and Boris Johnson turned up shortly afterwards. And it's interesting because just earlier in the week, the story broke in the tabloids that family and friends had been sent save the date for July 2022. Uh, and obviously that was a little bit of a smoke screen, but he is now a married man for the third time. Interesting, interesting developments. Ender Brady, Sky News correspondent, thanks so much for being with us, as always, on News Talk Breakfast this morning. 